Welcome to Dragonian, your podcast for news and updates in Hong Kong and Taiwan. I'm your host, William. Hi, everyone. Happy holidays. Welcome to the episode 21 of the Dragonian podcast. This is your host, William. This week's episode will be about a general update on events in Hong Kong and Taiwan, as elections have ended in Hong Kong in the past week with the one in Taiwan now heating up. There won't be any major events apart from those happening. At the same time, a special episode of the recap of major events in Hong Kong and Taiwan in the second half of 2023 will be on at this channel, at the Dragonian Podcast, at the 1st of January next year. Stay tuned. And now, let's go directly deep into events that happen in Hong Kong that have the most interest for the citizens within the city. So the first news is about the issues of the Hong Kong eToll system. There is an issue when the time variable tolls were introduced in the 17th of December where drivers are charged incorrectly for, char- for, for passing through the cross harbour tunnels under the old charging system. This happened as basically the government are now trying to push everything go into the national security and in this case they even opened a criminal investigation to see if there are any quote any issues or any foreign agents that happened to um, to destroy or happen to to interfere with the functioning of this new toll system. However, after a few days of investigation, it seems that this is only a direct result of an incorrect setting being applied. As a result, the manager of the Hong Kong eToll's charging, like the person who managed this charge and, and all the people and all the managers who were involved in this whole fiasco, got fired. At the same time, apart from this e tour, this is actually a two-step overhaul of the Hong Kong's cross-tunnel charging system, while at the first step, it is the transition out from a more hybrid toll mechanism. For example, you pay by money, you pay by cash, you pay by visa card, etc. And the auto toll system to a direct to, to, to a Hong Kong e tour system. However, this first transition actually also got some very interesting results or, or got to run into some very problematic issues as well as the as during the transition phase the Hong Kong eat or the auto tour did not sometimes did not record some of the trucks or some of the vehicles that pass through the checkpoints as a result um they simply have just undercharged the driver and this was only found after six months so as a result um as a result of this whole issue now a lot of car owners or, or license plate owners got a ticket or got a charge saying that oh they have basically did not pay for a did not pay for passing through for example a certain time within um uh, before the HKTA system was introduced but after the, all the migration systems are basically in place. This actually granted quite some fury within residents as basically some of the people have even already cancelled their auto toll systems as they deem this auto toll as obsolete as basically the auto toll is only now used in one tunnel at all in the Thailand tunnel. So it seems like this is a technically holiday present, I don't know, but this actually creates quite some problems for not only the car owners but also 
the reputation of the new system as a whole. As basically reputation itself could only be built by having error-free incidents for a very long time. But basically, for this short period of time after the introduction of this new system, the problems it created had genuinely, genuinely created a lot more issues than what we have thought could have happened. And next up, this is about the updates on the national security law. So, uh, or, or the application of the national security as a whole. As in this, in the past week, quite some developments happened, not only for Jimmy Lai, but also for a court another court case. So first of all, let's get back to Jimmy Lai, as he was prosecuted for his involvement in publishing seditious materials, news materials, and basically a collusion with foreign forces to basically advocate for a sanctions or advocating for the ban of Hong Kong and China. This actually led to a high interest as this is not only the first case in history or in Hong Kong's recent history where media moguls were prosecuted in Hong Kong for its collusion with foreign forces and possibly the only person. Um, but also for his identity as a UK citizen plus issues related to the interpretation of his Chinese nationality which a lot of people consider this as basically added directly or involuntarily got this through because of action and or inaction. So for the, his involvement in publishing seditious materials, um, Jamie, uh, Jamie Lai and his lawyer team tried to nullify this whole law uh, or try to nullify this whole prosecution as basically the prosecution or, or the prosecution started or the court case was brought into the court after uh, six months after the material was published. This was technically just got over the uh, prosecution limit or the, or the prosecution uh, time frame which was given as basically it counted six months from the last count of this act being happened. Uh, the government, uh, the government, the court ruled in favor of the government stating that basically um, the prosecutions have submitted its documents and intention to prosecute within the six months instead of over the six months when the real court case was being handed over. So there's only one part of Jimmy Lai's natural security law. And the second part is about its idea of collusion. Um, so as I have said, I have discussed it, as we've discussed it, Jimmy Lai is actually a UK citizen. And this prosecution, if the prosecution makes sense, then basically for a UK citizen advocating for sanctions against China, um, it may constitute a crime. And that is technically very interesting. And that is basically a super... Um, interpolation or or an application of this law in a very interesting way as this law is considered to be basically applied to everyone all over the world although it can only be prosecuted and arrest can only be ha be ha or only happen in Hong Kong so this result basically got into very uh, a high interest for not only the UK itself but also the European Union the United Kingdom and the United States and even other countries. So as these current governments rally behind the abolishment of the far-reaching law, uh, basically from the first day, and and basically advocate for freeing Jimmy Lai itself, um, the foreign ministry's representatives in Hong Kong and the foreign ministry uh, of China, um, basically they say they say that oh because you have done that, so basically that adds to more, um more further testimony and further examples for how Jimmy Lai is colluding with foreign forces to advocate for sanctioning Hong Kong and China.
So as basically, it's it considered these as further proof for them or uh, for Jimmy as foreign agents. Um, yeah. So it created quite an interesting result, or not interesting result, but it created quite some problems. And basically, if this uh, basically if this far-reaching interpretation of law can happen, then basically it may lead to a further ramping up of um some of this um some of the lifeboat programs being offered by the United Kingdom and other countries. Where in just in the past week, because of Jimmy Lai's uh court uh, officially opened. Um, both in the House of Lords and in the House of Commons in the United Kingdom, um, member of parliaments and lords have raised emergency um, questions um, to um, to the House of Commons and Lords. As basically, Cameron was in the House of Lords and another representative is in the House of Commons, basically talking on the same question. So as a result, um, as, as a direct result, basically, um, a lord has raised. The concern of the BNO visa being shortened to three years or three plus one or from the five plus one original idea to the three plus one to basically improve the program and shorten the time needed for one to get a British nationality. So furthermore, after for this NSL update, there is also Jimmy uh, there is also the glory to Hong Kong song. So this song came under extra scrutiny as the Department of Justice um, in Hong Kong, announced its intention to apply for an injunction against the use of the song in a seditious way. However, the application of it is actually quite interesting, as basically you cannot judge, or basically this law itself cannot directly request internet service providers to remove the songs on any or on any grounds or on any basis. As a result, basically, um, some of the people have been questioning whether this application is useful. To basically to um clamp down on the use of the song as a protest anthem. So the after the interim injunction got rejected by the courts due to the, its ambiguity, basically it's the whole judgment got postponed by actually once already, originally from the uh from mid October to late November, and after the um after a ruling by the UK's top court. Uh, this whole thing got postponed to late December, and for this postponed, and uh, this it is now further postponed due to how this application of the UK's Privy Council's ruling on seditions or on on seditions materials or on intents basically um applied to a local case before this whole ruling, and this is now being postponed to March the next year. So I don't think it is a holiday treat. But it seems that the court is now a little bit more reluctant on some of the cases. I don't know because of due to possible sanctions regime or sanctions possibility or other things. But it seems like um, things are actually heating up right within Hong Kong even after the district council election ended and with this low turnout and with the um and with the central government's like talks to the new the of selected district council members and basically having talks and telling them to serve the community act as an arm, an extended arm of the government. So next we will have news about Taiwan. So as uh, so this is news about exclusive 
exclusively about Taiwan. So first is about the election debate. So the election debate for both the presidential candidates and the vice presidential candidates got actually got scheduled with a technically not, not a an election debate, but an election platform announcement platform. So basically it's a platform for you to announce your election platforms being streamed live on TV for both the presidential candidates and the vice presidential candidates. It actually seems to be just another continuation for what they have publicly admitted or advocated or what the platform has written on. And there are actually no new policies or new talking points. And basically everyone is talking about all the legal issues, uh, talking about, um, for example, having, um, having houses, uh, your houses, your rents, your etc. That seems not really related to national defense and etc. And yes, so this seems to be a continuation with Ho focusing on the peace across the strait with his 3D vision, um, the deterrence, dialogue and de-escalation with the PLC, while Ko continued his stance for advancing for financial discipline within the, um, within the government and basically attacking the current government for bypassing rules to increase the overall debt. Um, technically not a lot or technically a net decrease apart from ex apart from the um the so-called special budget or special fin financial budget for um for the pandemic there are also a lot of discussions in a lot of local media platforms in across facebook fred twitter and other platforms uh, however for this it seems like basically everyone is just talking their own point without even doing anything. I can't say symbolic, but there aren't anything that are new to the things or new to the elections or, or adding anything of value to the elections itself. So this is only one part and the second part is a little bit interesting and this is about um, how the vice presidential uh, candidates debate has gone too. So basically, it seems that the vice presidential, not um, the election platforms not debate, but election platform announcement platform. Seems to be just another continuation of the presidential uh, credit, uh, the platform for them to announce the election platform on. And there are basically nothing, a lot, nothing new, but it seems like that basically um, the choice of their, their vice presidential mate may actually in this time may actually have some use as for for Ho and and Bo Kim Xiao or and Bi Kim Xiao. Um, basically she uh, basically the DPP is using Bi Kim as a two or as a two to attract uh, attract support from the middle or from people who are concerned on the national defense and etc. While for the Host, host, like host party, the Chinese Kuomintang, it seems that he's now drafting jaw into it just for basically advancing for the so-called fighting blues or a piece to the fighting blues. And basically in this whole election platform platforms, the platform for announcing is election platform. Oh, it's, it, it is quite interesting or it's quite hard to say, hard to announce this, but it seems like basically it's, a, it's just repeating its attacking points. And yeah. And even for the even for the TPP candidates, um, even for Wu herself, basically it's it's just the same. Next up is about China announcing its import tariffs for goods from Taiwan. 
Chemical products from Taiwan will be charged extra tariffs for alleged protectionist policies confirmed by the Ministry of Commerce in mainland China. This came as claimed protectionist policies for Taiwan have been harming interest within the um, chemical products industry in the mainland China. And basically, the, the claim was that Taiwan has basically banned the import of Zephyro um, chemical products and basically chemical goods related to plastics. And the plastic industry within, uh, within the mainland China lodged a complaint to the Ministry of Commerce in March this year. And basically, this is all the, the result, I would say. And there are some discussions, and basically this came as a the claim protection of policies in in Taiwan are not only harming interests within the PLS China, but also it created um quite some issues related to um the idea or related to how China is or created concerns on how China is using um these weapons using tariffs as a weapon for economic coercion from China. Um, Taiwan's um, Ministry of Commerce basically denounced this act and basically it stated that how Taiwan is basically now advancing for a more you know external environment advancing for global trade instead of trade with China so as to technically to put Taiwan into the international um, platform or international you know international stage and next up uh, and the last one is the discussions for Christmas so Taiwan, uh, in Taiwan, Christmas is not actually a public holiday. However, uh, since 2010, in the new Taipei city, there is a so-called new Taipei city Christmas city, where a region, where an administrative division of, of the new Taipei city will be basically dedicated for all the Christmas celebrations, and it is technically a commercial success. However, a lot of local citizens were actually harmed by this whole thing because, um, not because of their inaction or action, but because of the intention or because of how the whole thing have been and how they have, uh, how, uh, what issues they have created as a result. So in this case, in the new Taipei city, a lot of local residents were actually harmed or were actually could not even get out of the flats just because of the sheer amount of people rushing into the new or not rushing but getting into the new type of city to just to have a look and have the christmas view within um the new type of city so there are a lot of discussions for christmas and furthermore after not only for christmas itself but actually the 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 exact date of christmas the 25th of december itself is actually a public holiday in taiwan but not for the reason for it as a Christmas, but as Taiwan's own Constitution Day. There are lots of discussions for why Taiwan chose the 25th of December as its Constitution Day, or, or ch chose or why the then, um, the then RC government chose it as the date where they publish the first, or, or the first part, or, the, or basically publish in the first time in the uh, in the republics of china's history its own constitution in the december 25th of 1947 so basically a lot of now discussions have actually been in place not only because of christmas itself but whether this day should be changed or this day should be should be renamed as christmas to to not only to bridge international whatever community 
but also really to discuss with the international community. There are actually more discussions for the idea for whether Taiwan should path its ways to China, as actually relations have actually become more heated for this discussions for Christmas and for for for, for and, and for this whole case, it seems like the whole issue is not only not only related to Christmas itself, but also why Christmas should be here or should not be here as a whole. Or in, in Hong Kong, not in Hong Kong, in Taiwan in here. So the last part of this will be news that, are, that is both related to Hong Kong and Taiwan at the same time. So the first is about a quick update on the NDAA signatory or the signature of the NDAA from last week. So Biden signed the NDAA earlier than actually what he would traditionally do. And this actually officially stamped the foreign adversary stamp to Hong Kong, the PLC and Macau, while at the same time stand, or finalizing some of the details of aid or trainings that are offered to Taiwan at the same time. This also brought to an end forever hopes for a breeze in the China-US relations after October as China is trying to portray a more a breezy image or trying to, 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 to blow some breeze to try to soften up its anti-America rhetoric, rhetoric for issues related to Hong Kong and Taiwan. So furthermore, for, for, for here, that is not only related to Hong Kong and Taiwan, but this whole discussion had been actually in place for quite some time for not only um for not only aiding but also how they should prevent or the escalation within the Taiwan Strait. So after that, that is about some updates for the African swine flu. So Hong Kong is actually hit by another round of African swine fever flu, uh African swine fever virus on pigs as Taiwan officials found the virus on food carried by passengers from China. And here in Hong Kong's, Hong Kong's Department of Health had actually cleared two farms of pigs or two, two pigs on at least two farms for having been tested positive for, for the African swine fever virus. Um, there were some discussions for why this happened, but it seems the more logical discussion or the more or the high probability for this to happen is more more likely for this to basically uh, basically how say to basically got into Hong Kong by mainland China. In fact, the idea of the African swine fever itself is technically a byproduct of the China-US trade war which started in 2018 when China would be forced to import grain or, or and and pork meat from African swine food flu hit Russia, where China could not be able to stamp it out and basically spread outwards to um, Hong Kong. So after a few years, it seems that the, the, the swine flu in Hong Kong could have basically stomped down or could have basically softened or even disappeared. But the recent updates, it seems like the swine flu, uh, the swine, the African swine fever problem was still a major problem within um within Hong Kong and basically within China. And it has also in inevitably or affected how Taiwan's like banning its import on pig products or pork products that are originated from Hong Kong and China. 
So yes, so we hope you find this episode informative. So this is the end of this rather short episode and happy holidays to all of you. If you do find this episode informative, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Furthermore, if you have any feedback, please let us know in the comments or drop us an email at william at dragonianpod.com. Thanks again for listening. We will be back next week or next time for a general roundup on news that happened in Hong Kong and Taiwan or the top news that affected Hong Kong and Taiwan within the past or within the second half of 2023. So have a safe, prosperous and happy week ahead. Happy holidays and goodbye.